I'm an intellectual, I'm an intellectual, I'm an intellectual. What's going on, people? It's your boy, Kem, and welcome back to Season 4, this being Episode 2 of the Art of Branding series on the Flying Intellectual Podcast. On today's episode, we have Danielle Hawkins on the show. Danielle has worked her way from the small island of St. Croix to the large world of high fashion. She's the CEO and co-founder of Tunnel Productions, as well as a contributing fashion editor and celebrity stylist who has produced some of your favorite magazine covers for some of the most sought after celebrities. On this episode, we'll be talking about how she navigates the world as a minority, as a woman, also how she balances life as a mom, the principles she built her company on, and so much more. Sit back, relax, and I hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I did. Peace. What's going on, people? It's your boy, Kim. Welcome back to another episode of the Flying Intellectual Podcast. And on today's episode, I'm super, super, super excited that I have Danielle Hawkins on the show tonight. She is a CEO, uh, co-founder of Tunnel Production, Tunnel House, Tunnel Films. Uh, She is also a celebrity stylist, contributing fashion editor, super mom, entrepreneur. The list goes on. Uh, So I want to welcome Daniel to the show. Daniel, how are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing pretty well, man. How have you been dealing with COVID? Man, COVID has been crazy. Yeah. Um, it's been an adjustment, but it's been good. I mean, um, I've been enjoying working from home and kind of restructuring. So it's been an experience, but it's all good, man. All good vibes. Yeah, I'll, it's always good vibes. The thing is, like, yeah, it forced us to kind of, like, do things in a different way. But, you know, for the most part, the average person who really understood how to to pivot or learn how to pivot in this time. I think we're kind of reaping the benefits um, of that, so to speak. Um, what are some ways that you kind of saw it affect the fashion industry? Oh man. Um, we basically had a complete shutdown and it wasn't just fashion. It was um, TV media, like everything. Yeah. Was, um, a lot of things went into post-production. A lot of stuff, projects just had to halt altogether because, you know, we couldn't, we couldn't get together to shoot and to create these projects. So, mm-hmm. You know, they require big, you know, testing wasn't even available for such a long time that it really kind of just made everything come to a halt. Yeah. Uh, so things kind of really just opened up back in July. Mm-hmm. And there's kind of a mad rush for just gaining content because people have been posting and publishing old content, things that had already come out, they're bringing back out and things that they've shot, you know, they were pushing out, but people kind of ran out of content around. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, so, I mean, it's forced people to become more creative. It's forced people to actually take into consideration how nasty, not nasty, how how important yeah. <laughs> sanitizing themselves, their hands, their environment. Yeah, the things that we should have been paying attention to anyway. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, but, I mean, I had, my, I had friends tell me, like, oh, my God, like, they're wiping down groceries. They didn't know how nasty things were. <laughs> That's facts. Like you just yeah. go to the store, come back home, open it, eat it, and it's like yuck. You don't know. Yeah, yeah. you don't know what you're what you're eating, what you're ingesting at all. Yeah, so and that's crazy. I think we kind of got that um that cleanliness. I think we kind of get that aspect from the you know our Caribbean upbringing 
Yeah. Um, our parents definitely didn't play that shit. And um, yeah, <laughs> so we kind of learned how to be, you know, kind of be clean, you know, more, more clean. And, you know, I'm sure a lot of us kind of slacked in those aspects, not just like being a dirtiness, so to speak, but like, you know, we probably weren't as paying as much attention to just being just sanitizing and, and paying attention to germs or whatnot. So, yeah, it definitely made us pay more attention to it. So explain to the people who don't understand any of the 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 uh, many things that you do. Summarize it for us. Um, if somebody was to say, hey, man, Danielle, tell me what it is that you do. Break it down for the people. I mean, I feel like it's changed kind of drastically recently, but I mean, everyone who kind of does know me knows me as a stylist or fashion editor. Okay. Uh, celebrity stylist, but like now it's full on executive producer as well. Mm, mm. Um, <laughs> nice. The fact that, you know, launching tunnel and everything like that. So um, I still take on, I still keep on my, my titles as far as fashion editor goes, but you know, I am a mom now and I am pregnant again so I've kind of had to step away from the styling aspect because it's just so strenuous absolutely absolutely the standing the the hours yeah it's exhausting it's a lot of work it's a lot of time um so I've been it's you know it's been kind of a blessing in disguise yeah I don't want to call COVID a blessing because so many people have Uh, yeah you know gotten such it's impacted them in such a drastic like you know terrible way they've lost loved ones or yeah family members have been really sick they don't know how they're doing they're still you know fighting whatever last um issues are left from it you know Mm -hmm. but that in the way that i've kind of tried to make the most out of the situation like yeah it's allowed me to kind of like focus more on the business side and like just the production side and let other artists who are coming up or those who have been around, you know, kind of take on that, that role. No, absolutely. And I get it. You know, it's, it's, it's hard to say, you know, it's kind of hard to just say a, a flat out something like, you know, the blessing in disguise, but, but at the same time, it's, it's, it's your truth. And um, it's a lot of people's truths as well. Um, and, and, you know, we, our heart definitely goes out to those, um, you know, fighting and being affected by COVID. Um, and yeah, in, in, in tough times, you know, um, diamonds are made as well where you're you're able to analyze situations and pivot and think um, and you have to kind of think quickly to be able to survive you know what I'm saying we're human beings that we want to be able to survive and for you um, your brand tunnel uh, coming to the forefront I'm sure that during corona just um, just being able to sit still and to be able to to, to manipulate and be able to adjust and figure it out like where it is that you're trying to take your brand and your business to the next level. I'm, I'm sure the, the downtime helped with that. So let's start kind of like chronologically from the beginning. Um, for those who don't know, Danielle is from the island of St. Croix, essentially growing up there where I'm from, uh, Virgin Islands. So talk about your upbringing and how you would think that kind of shaped your journey to where you are right now. I mean, it's funny because, like, growing up, we don't realize how blessed we are. Like, we really, because we, because we're responsible for kind of, like, doing everything ourselves and making everything ourselves and responsible for our culture. Like, we don't realize until we're much older, I feel like, at least for me, um, how much that actually fed, like, creative side. Facts. You know, like, just our culture, um, carnival, our food, our, you know... Just, just everything. Um, so for me, I mean, I was lucky. I have a big family. 
Um, and one of my aunts who I really, I guess I clung to the most. I won't say that because I, I really did. Like, we're very close to all of them. But anyway, like, I took to this one the most because she's um, <clears throat> she's a seamstress. Mm-hmm. She kind of, like, really was the one I spent a lot of time with and, like, learning how to sew, learning how to design, really appreciating fashion. Like, she always had, like, all the fashion magazines at her shop, you know. And, like, everybody knows her. Like, everybody comes to her for uniforms and stuff, Rosamund. So it was, like... That's kind of like where I was every day after school if I wasn't with my grandmother or I wasn't at dance or something. You know? Yeah. So like and just seeing her do everything from, you know, carnival time to people in my dress outfits to, you know, like helping out with some troops to, you know, just doing a mix of different things. You kind of just get exposed to it, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. And then so f- mm-hmm. so, so for you, so for you, literally you you didn't even realize at that time, like a lot of us didn't realize, you know, you're ingesting and literally like, you know, finding a love for something that at the time you didn't think would have literally bread and butter um, and no, your passion. Just something that they gave us to do after school so that we wouldn't like bother. Yeah, bother nobody or be on the streets exactly. or. Exactly. <laughs> like go make something, like make yourself useful. Like why you don't, you know, the same way they tell you like, oh, go sweep up something. Like, oh, like go sew on this button. Like, oh. Yeah. You know, go hem this shut. Like, yeah, yeah, just you know? just to keep you busy. Exactly, it was just something just to teach us, so that we knew how to do it, and then to keep us busy, and then it turned into like, okay, let's get more creative. Then they giving us assignments like, why don't you make your dolly clothes? Like, why don't you? <laughs> yeah, make some sort of messenger bag. Like, why don't you? You know, and I and it kind of developed like that. To be honest. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And and the thing is, I was I remember we. And when we were having our conversation, um, our first conversation, I was telling you, like, yeah, my mom's a seamstress, too. And she was, you know, essentially teaching me and attempting to teach me, you know, that skill uh, at the highest level. And, of course, just me being a, a young boy, you know, in the Caribbean, I'm like, man, I want to go outside and play. I want to play with my friends. I don't really want to do this. And you think, you know, as a kid, you're thinking, oh you know, this is for girls, like, sewing is for girls, and now you recognize, like, nah, like, sewing, cooking, all that kind of stuff are life skills that, like, is just good for anybody to know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's crazy. So then you you grow up, you, you get that 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 grooming in fashion, you leave St. Croix, where where do you go from there? Like, you graduate from, from high school, you go, where do you go from there? So, yeah, so I went to, I went to St. Joseph, but then my last year... My mother felt like I was getting into too much trouble, too much <laughs> everything. <laughs> so she took me to um, Good Hope. So I actually graduated from Good Hope. Shout out to shout out to the Falcons. That's crazy. I went to Good Hope for one year. One That's just year. Like here, right? Like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like full on, like graduated from there, and then I went to New York. That's so funny. I was upstate New York. I was really actually went. I went to school on scholarship for studio art because i was into like painting and shit so again like all that creative side was coming out somewhere yeah um and and then like i did business and then like while i was in school i found like okay this is not what i wanted to do so i bounced around like oh i tried like religious studies and i tried to like art direction um art history and i think i think honestly in art history is kind of where things started to click for me Mm. and I was like okay I need to figure out exactly because I'm looking at all of these amazing artists and then you're learning about the history and how all these different things kind of intertwine and one of the big things was um fashion you know and how yeah. kind of moving through 
um, the 1800s, 1700s, and like the different parts of the world and influencing based off of trade and et cetera, like that. So after that, I kind of was like, okay, I need to figure out exactly what makes me really excited and happy. And I went home and I was just doing like other stuff, like paralegal stuff. And then I was with my aunt a lot and I was like, you know, I already draw. I already know how to sew. Let me like just make a collection. (laughs) Wow. Wow. So like that was actually like my first like real plunge. Like I did a collection. I got into Caribbean Fashion Week, which is the biggest fashion week in the Caribbean. Like it's held in Jamaica. And then from there, I went back to New York. Okay. When I got back to New York the second time is when I really was like, okay, I know I wanted to be in high fashion. I wanted to work with specific photographers at the time, who's extremely controversial now. It was Terry Richardson. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's very hard to get to these people, but I got to his management agency. Mm-hmm. And they also ripped like all the major like fashion photographers, fashion fashion editors. I won't even call them stylists or editors because they work directly under publications. Publications are magazines. Um, top hair, top makeup, like, you know, like the people that define our industry. Yeah. And I got really lucky with that internship and it just took off from there. I got to work with all of the different artists. I'm talking Mary Testino, Mary Sorrenti, Stephen Klein, Terry, like jump to the Vogue, like, um, all the big Vogue editors, Anna Winter, her right hand, Grace Coddington, Camilla Nickerson. And I got really lucky that I figured out, okay, like, it's definitely styling. That's what I want to do. I want to be a fashion mm-hmm. editor. Mm-hmm. And one of them gave me a chance. Her name was Sarah Goree. She was a fashion editor and chief of Vogue Mexico. Okay. And she literally, like, I was on set with her one day just as an intern. And I, like, was dropping stuff off at, like, 10 p.m., <laughs> and I walked to her door, dropped everything, and then I left, walked back to the elevator, and I was just, like, getting up my, like, gaining my courage. Yeah. And I walked back, I was like, I really want to work with you, can you please teach me, like, knocked on her door, like, can you please teach me? She's like, what did you do, find your balls at the elevator? <laughs> Basically. <laughs> and she's like, all right, be here at 6 a.m. And that was that. Wow. So I literally after that paid my dues for years, assisting, like, the top editor-in-chiefs, like, literally under the Vogue umbrella. I, when I say put in my ears and I paid my dues, like, yeah. I, I dealt with the abuse. It was Devil Wears Prada times a thousand. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I can only imagine. That fashion industry is no joke. And um, it kind of just started from there. Yeah. Wow. That's a beautiful story. And, and a, a lot of times, you know, I try to explain to people, especially like younger kids, like, you know, pay your dues, man. Don't, you know, in this, in this generation, in this age, Social media makes everybody feel like everything has to be, like, a microwave. Like, everything has to be, like, quick. Like, you know, if I don't make it tomorrow, I'm a failure. Like, nah. Like, hard work and putting in the time still pays off. Um, You know, for you, the fact that you humble yourself enough to just be like, yo, you know, I just want to be in the room. Can I be in the room? And can I, like, serve as an intern? Can I serve? You know, and essentially, you're at the bottom tier at that point, right? You're at the... You're literally just like, yo, I'll do anything just to like learn the game. And um and it paid off for you. So you just kept it up, kept going with the determination. Yeah, when I started, I started out so there's literally levels like um there's like intern, then there's third assistant, then there's second assistant, then there's first assistant, and then like your other like a contributing editor yourself or like the editor and then you can just move up the ranks that way i went kind of crazy like i was super hungry and like really humble and dedicated so 
I kind of went from intern to first assistant, like within like a few months. And that's literally just like no sleep, <laughs> no sleep, just grind, just go, 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 just be there, prove, prove, prove. And um, yeah, it worked out. I learned a lot. I wouldn't trade those years and the abuse for anything I think is necessary. And, you know, I work with some really brilliant people who define the high fashion industry and the industry in general. So, you know, I just, I know a lot of these young ones coming up, they like want the instant gratification, but it's like, it's not worth it because at least if it, it really depends on what you're trying to do. But for, for, if you're trying to enter the high fashion realm and world, like, it's a very tight community, a very tight society, very hard to get into the right way. And you just, you just have to, it's all about networking and, and, and just starting and working. So yeah, like there is no shortcut. <laughs> there is no shortcut. So the last thing we heard was definitely about delayed gratification. Um, playing you know put into work and not looking for anything instant because you know it means more when you put in the work and you have something that stands the test of time which is a huge gem that's 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 gem number i mean you've you've given a few already so that we'll just we'll just keep we'll just keep racking up the gems uh talk to us about you you now are in the game when when what moment or what opportunity would you say that really made you know that okay I'm here to stay uh, as a black woman as a young black woman in fashion from the Caribbean I'm here and I'm here to stay this is what I'm doing which opportunity do you feel like stamped you uh, with your validation within yourself um I honestly don't think it was like one specific moment I think there were like a few moments that happened that okay. made me realize that I was like I was really in it in a different way mm -hmm. because there were many times where it's like, you're the only black person on set. Don't even talk about Caribbean. Like, Psh. right, right, right. That's, that's even <laughs> smaller. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's just keep it black. Right. Yeah. Like, let's just start with black, like yeah, yeah. black female. Like, okay. So like you're there. Cause usually, I mean, it's white, Russian, Asian, no sweat, yeah. no sweat or somewhere. Right. From Europe. And then, you know, Americans and then black, like if maybe, right. You know, um, so I think the first time was when, well, the first time I felt like I could do this and like really do this is when, um, I did this project with get and my editor, like she didn't even show up to the meetings, like wow. <laughs> at me, like, you know, wow. it was literally just like all my creative and like she was in, she was in the Hamptons, like on vacation. Like you know, Six. Like, like, <laughs> she was chilling and like checking in at night, and then like just showed up to sit randomly. The wow. And you know everything was already set, and then I remembered when it came out, everybody was like, "Oh, this new direction with Gap, blah 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 blah. It's so cool, so fresh, whatever." And they're like, "I love your new style and strength." Yeah. <laughs> That you got, you know, they were like, they love this new direction and this new, you know, vibe that she did. And I was like, this bitch wasn't even here. Like, <laughs> you know, like, and that kind of was like the first time where I was like, okay, so really and truly, like, I could do this, like, without you. Like, yeah, you know? yeah. Wow. Way, but it was like, okay, like, 
you trusted me enough to know that I would get it done and then I got it done and then you're getting all the accolades. The credit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bother, think... It actually didn't bother me at all that she got the credit because it was like I almost needed to hear it for someone else before yeah. like I deserved it myself, which is weird. But it was like it was just the first time when you're stepping out on your own, you still kind of are like nervous, you know what I mean? Absolutely. So, you know, that was one of the first times that it was like, okay. Um, another first time was just like when she trusted me to just handle the first time you just get to handle all the creative yourself and they, they don't need to tell you anything was like a reassuring fact Yeah. that time. And then it was like when you started working with other people and they requesting you and other people know you and people are familiar, like those times, like was like, okay, validation, like, okay. And then I think the real time was like when I got booked on my first job, like my first editorial myself, Mm -hmm. You know, like that was for nylon, and they like just like they had me as a fashion editor. I was like, oh, lit. <laughs> you know, I was like, what, you and me? Really, me? Oh, okay. You know? Yeah. And like, and that was that. Like, and then, you know, as that happened more and more, and you start to develop, like, okay, maybe I should develop a portfolio, like, maybe I should do this, whatever. Until you kind of just, you just get to that point, you know, like you have the expertise, you have the years, you have the contacts, you have the know-how you know you know you got it all and then the last is just like your separation with you know that person that helped develop you yeah and they never take it well oh my god a breakup whether it's your boss your your partner your yeah not nah, never take it well if you're leaving them yeah like, you will never succeed they always say like the most evil shit like yeah <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah you no never way. find somebody like me type of vibes <laughs> nobody will ever hire you i'm like damn no <laughs> Shit! Yeah. I will tell everyone that you were terrible. I'm like, why would you do that? Like, like I gave you my years. I gave you my life. <laughs> yeah, let yeah. I have my wings now. Let me fly. Yeah, but it's never like that because they like, you know, they they found someone and they trust them and they can you know rely on them and count on them. Like it's really like hard for them too. So like, yeah, I get it. Like they they don't want you to leave as well. And know? they don't it's want hard. to go through that process again. Essentially, like. Exactly. By that time, it's like you, you know, they always have, you got like three assistants. Like I'm your first one. Yeah. But I, by that time, you know, your second will become your first. Like, like relax. Like, yeah. you'll, you'll be fine. Yeah. Like, yeah. Before me, like, you'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. That's so. crazy. So essentially, when did you start Tunnel and why, why did you start Tunnel? So Tunnel is my newest baby, I would say. I okay. Mean, I, I'm calling her my newest baby, but um, so when I became freelance and I was like officially not completely signed to only being able to do stuff for Kanye or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. I was, you can kind of jump around and do stuff and, and work with different people and whatnot. Um, I just had like Daniel Hawkins studio and that's just like, I was just working as a freelance stylist and fashion contributing editor. And then what happens is like when you're new and you're building yourself, you start to create and build your own team. So you get your own photographers that are willing to work with you and your own hair and makeup and stuff. So I was like, just like how I was the assistant of a great editor, the assistants of great makeup and hair and, you know, were the ones we were working with. We we're all assistants at the same time. So they're like, yo, you want to do something? Like it's always like on, on set or like, yo, you want to do, you want to do a test shoot? You want to do something? I'm like, yeah, like, let's do it. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. So- so that's basically how it happened. So when that happens, like you're responsible for producing your own stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're handling, you're producing your own your own shoots, your own projects. So it just kind of developed. I was like, okay, now other people are asking me to do it for them. Like, 
okay, so like this is a business, like this is legit a business. Like, I yeah. know, you know, I know other production companies, and it kind of just was a soft idea for a while. And I was just kind of doing it just without calling it anything. It's just part of it. Like, oh, we have a project. Like, you know, I'm going to handle it. Yeah. And then um, I just decided to give it some legs um, like three, two, year, two, three years ago. Mm-hmm. Like, really go through the motions of like, okay, no, tunnel is fully set. Like, business, everything together. And it was, it, it got to, it really came about because I partnered with some other people, producers who had been in the industry way longer than I had and they kind of taught me because that business side and the production side is a whole nother monster you know of course saying? so um I kind of needed their know-how I needed them to kind of tell me how things worked where the money comes in what what it all involves to really feel comfortable enough to be like okay like no I have like a well-oiled oil machine like I have everything I need like let me like really make this official right right so yeah so um, it launched in New York and then it came over to LA cause I moved to LA and really just got its legs in LA, I would say. Nice. And what, what was, what would you say was a need that you saw that you really wanted to kind of fill with tunnel? Like what was, what were some of the, the voids you saw that like, Hey, I'm me, me Daniel Hawkins with tunnel. I think we can do, and, and, you know, not, not in a disrespectful way, but we could do this better or you know, we are the standard to be able to, to hold these kind of accounts. Um, it was more of a need of, there needed to be a production company that was as good as the ones that had been around forever, mm. but weren't, you didn't have to jump through all the hoops. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it, like what happens is, it's like, a lot of these production companies have been around forever and they only do these big projects, you know? Yeah. They don't spend their time with the smaller stuff. And so the smaller ones, they all want the big accounts too, not realizing that you can do a bunch of them and <laughs> the same, you know, deadline or yeah. same, same number. So I kind of just felt like, or there were really small ones that were just putting out trash. So I was like, there needs to be kind of like a middle ground where you can also get the same quality of work because we all have those experience and come from those head people anyway. And just the network, you know? Right. A lot of, in LA, it's all a celebrity kind of world, celebrity and TV. And they try so hard and they want to get into high fashion, but they have no idea. They have no concept of what, <laughs> what it is. You know? What it entails, yeah. Yeah, so it's like... I start working with people out here and they're like, wait, how did you get, you know, this cover? How did you do this? Like, how do you, you know, and they're like, oh, no, you got to work with D. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And so it kind of just rippled off that way. It kind of just happened like that. Wow. Wow. That's like a super humble flex, but uh, we take, we'll take it here. Like, that's, that's, it's crazy. Like how you literally went through, you know, all those different levels and now you have your own brand, your own business, your own company. So, and now people have to come through you. Um, and not only, you know, as we said, as a black woman, as a Caribbean black woman, you know, like you literally are essentially one of the standards. So, so let's transition a little bit. How did being a stylist, would you, do you think, and essentially serving others help you when you built your own brand? Oh man. So being a stylist, you have to, one, it teaches you just like with dealing other people like you have to respect Okay, no, pause. Okay, so <laughs> as an editor, 
we deal with models, right? Okay. So usually, like that's how it started. Like it was models before this whole industry got merged and celebrities were on covers and shit. It was only models and supermodels, right? Right. Supermodels and stuff, they didn't really have a voice or identity or like they're just mannequins. Right. So it was like, come to set, put this on. I don't care if you're uncomfortable. I don't care if the shoes are too small. Like, put it on. Like, we're going to get mm-hmm. this. You know, it's for this bigger picture. Right. Um, when celebrities started kind of taking over the space, um, you kind of had to, like, learn how to, like, respect how they felt about shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Their opinions. And it has morphed our industry a bit. And then... Just being in this world, you work with so many different types of people with so many different types of backgrounds from who talk so many different types of languages. And you it forces you to learn how to communicate extremely well. Like there's no room that you can't put me in that everybody won't get the same message the same way. Wow. <laughs> you know, like there's no way there's no one I can't talk to to make them understand or not, not offend. Like, like you just learn how to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, like. I have assistants that have asked me, like, why are you talking like that? I'm like, because this person is Asian. Yeah. And they speak it like this. Like, Danielle can can do. You eat. You hungry. Like, you know, I'm like, and I talk like that back to them because they're going to understand what I'm saying. It's like, I'm not retarded. I know how to speak properly. Right. But I translate, you know, like, and then it also, you know, makes you want to learn other languages and other things, too. So I think that's one of the most important things. You learn how to communicate and get a message across no matter to who your audience is. Wow. You know? And that's really important when you're working with teams and building teams. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Because I'm, I'm sure, you know, you have your personal team, but be- the fact that you're dealing with, you know, for the most part, celebrities, celebrities have their own teams and you have to like interact and literally like almost, you know, yeah, you have to have like one, one line of communication essentially that everybody understands at the same time so that we can get the same things done uh, for the same timeline to meet the same... To, you know, to get the bigger picture. So it's essentially just like you were as a stylist. You just you just figured out, okay, no, I know how to be a chameleon. Like I can step into this room. Exactly. I can just take on the form of whatever it is is in this room as long as it's for the bigger picture and we're getting the whole thing done. Literally, like people have called me a chameleon in this industry. Like depending wow. on concept where it's going who i'm going to be around i dress different i talk different i act different i you know just because i don't want any confusion and i want everyone to be as comfortable as possible and that's not fake that's just professional no right? no no so and somebody have... be like oh like you act different like no it's just like why make it more difficult for this person to feel comfortable when you're trying to get something done like don't be facts. stupid facts facts and like a lot of people they kind of spend so much time you know, in those situations, wanting to just be themselves and wanting to do it their way, that they miss the whole picture. Like, it's not about you. It's it's not, a- it's, and it's not about you not being yourself. It just means that you know, you're so comfortable and you're so, like, you understand so much that people are different and come yeah. from different that you, you're, you're yourself, you're, you're like a fucking superhero. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, you can, and they will work with you because they're like, okay, like, I've been struggling for so long to, like, get this done the way that it needs to happen. It's not happening. They're frustrated. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. There's no need for that. Like, how how can we make this happen and make everybody happy and comfortable? Like, that's that's what I'm about. Like, there's not going to be any set that happens or any shoot that happens that I'm there and, I like, there's a bad report or it's, like, somebody was unhappy. If something happens that was unhappy, it's really because, like, 
y'all are really difficult. Like, yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. It, it, it's not gonna be because of me or my team. Like, no, 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 no. And that's our supreme confidence, just knowing that look, when I come into the situation, when I'm hired, when my company is hired, when when we're when we're representing. This is the level that we're bringing, and we're not taking anything less than that. So, like, yeah, you're gonna have a great time. Yeah, it's gonna be a cool vibe. You're gonna get great content, great work, and like, that's just a reputation that like I had as a stylist, and that's just what you're gonna get from my company. Like, legit. Sick. That's 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 it right there. Like for me, like I'm as we said, you know, this this season is on brand building, and you know, there are some intangibles that you have to kind of like um build your brand on you know build your company on there's some they're intangible these things that cannot cannot be compromised at 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 any time like hey when when tunnel production is taking over your is is handling your production you know that danielle is coming as a master communicator she's a boss she's coming with um you know her she's dotting her her eyes she's crossing her t's and you know and the vibe. Essentially, I, I've heard you use the word vibe, which for me, vibe is a big thing as well. Energy, making sure that the work environment is a friendly um, and 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 accommodating environment, which is literally what you you just said. So that's that's awesome. So what would you say are some of the intangibles that you made sure that your brand uh, tunnel had to have? Like when 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 we come, you know, when we come and we're getting this this vibe done, what do we know? What do you want to relay? to people once they see tunnel production is on is on the job if someone says like tunnel is producing something like they know that they're going to get quality work or it's going to be something like super major something that's going to last it's not one of these like quick quick fashion things that mm. just go like I not love fleeting seeing, yeah no i love seeing like our work being reposted or used for inspiration for other people stuff like that means a lot mm-hmm. you know happened to me when it was just me as a creative and that's something that I wanted to keep happening with any anything that I was associated with yeah you know like it was amazing to see people who I looked up to using my stuff that we've done or that I've done as references or inspiration like that was like pat on the back like kudos like you you know and like you know it could be nine you know I saw a board one time that um edward infield did he's a um for vogue uh britain and he's like the guy you know like as far as black fashion and style editors go like he's it mm-hmm. fucking genius you know been around forever and <clears throat> he had a board and somebody had posted it or whatever like bts or something and it had one of my images from a shoot that i had done i was like that's it i could die like i could right. die now. Like, <laughs> like i made it i've this is it like this is it and like that was just like a moment for me like yeah. that like made me feel really good so i mean everybody has to figure out what they're in it for what motivates them like absolutely all about longevity and just trying to be an influence basically yeah yeah but not like an influence like oh like i say it's hot and it's hot like no like an influence that people continue to want to be inspired by or get inspired by and, and get, feel creative from and stuff like that so facts and leave a legacy and be legendary um and that's that's like that's what my brand is built on like flying intellectual that's that's it's like mindset personified you know what i'm saying like i want everything that that my brand goes on um to to in, to inspire someone to inform someone you know to interact with people and um to to be excellent we, we preach excellence in everything and that's why 
you know, I'm super, super honored to have you on the show. Um, because of course I know, you know, you're so busy. So for you taking the time out once again, thank you again. Um, here's one more question, uh, a couple more questions. If you had a message for like women who wanted to make it in fashion, uh, talk to the young women who are like listening and like, you know, they they look up to someone like you who has done it, you know, give them a couple of gems that, that they could take on their way on their journey. I think the biggest gem, and this is something that I am continually learning, is like don't undervalue yourself. Mm. We do it naturally. We don't even realize. Like, mm. like outrageous or like that's a crazy rate or something. Even as a business owner, I'm like, damn, they won't do that. Like yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. I just want to think twice. It'd be like triple that, and that's what I'm gonna ask for. Yeah. Like, yeah. Wow. I have shit, but I'm gonna ask for this, and it's astronomical. Women, we're like a little bit more reasonable. We're like, okay, let me think about this. Let me take this into consideration. Like we're understanding. Like don't do that because what ends up happening is we undervalue ourselves and we cut our worth. Wow. No, if initially you know, like deep down, you know you're worth it. That don't think about nothing else. Don't think about anything that they might be going through. Just go for it because yeah. usually it's probably ten times more than that. You don't unravel yourself. That's the biggest thing I can tell you. Like, the industry is gonna do it for you, so you might Mm. start start in the universe and end up somewhere in the sky. Wow! Like, (laughs) legit. Like that's what I do. Like, ask for the fucking sun, and you know, get a fucking cloud or some shit. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) that's the way. Yo, yo, it's funny. I'm not a woman, but like that, obviously that's for anybody. You know, I was saying like, I have that issue as well where, you know, you just feel like, you know, ah, let me try no, to no. work. Sorry. Yeah. No. Nah. As a guy, like you can't even claim that. No offense. <laughs> like, legit, no, no. And I'm, I'm saying that because it's like, it's a real thing. And it's, it's been a, it's been a battle in every kind of industry, mm. you know, getting paid less. Yeah. Like, that's not like a, like a, a, a random theory that someone is like, I think women get paid less. No, no. No, that's a fact. Like, it's a fact. Absolutely. And it happens just automatically. Like, mm. I literally, you know, I work, I work with gay men, and they'd be like, "Oh, you know, I think we should charge this." And I'm like, "What? Why?" <laughs> like, and they're like, "Because that just feels like a good number." And I'm like, "That's how you base it?" Like, wow. You know, like, or they'll really have a good reason for it, and it's like, like, geez, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And I'm yeah. thinking, like, okay, fine. Like, just like you know what? Like, I have I've had to learn how to negotiate from men. Mm. And women are were the worst negotiators. It's just that they just it's just it's just different. It's 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 sexist. It's still a sexist like Facts. world. Facts. So like, just try your best not to undervalue yourself for real. Know your worth. Hey, that's that's I think that's an awesome way to pretty much end the pod, man. That's that's crazy. Know your worth. Uh, build something that lasts the test of time. Um, you know, put your time in. Don't be afraid to put the time in. Um, don't don't undervalue yourself. Don't shortcut yourself. Play the long game. Delayed gratification is everything. And to speak to like the young upcoming, you know, I'm gonna just talk to women right now. Yeah. Not to be. No, no, no! Please, that, please, that, women, please. Take as much as you get from it as possible because it's not for men or women. But I'm just gonna talk to the women right now. Go ahead. Um, there are less of us in the industry. Um, even though it might not seem so sometimes, there are. Yeah. And 
Um, so when you're coming in, just be really focused and know what you want to do because there are many different types. Let's just talk about stylists in general. There are many different types of stylists. You don't have to be the one that is doing like the celebrities, you know what I'm saying? At some point, the the channels will merge and you'll get different opportunities and then feel free to try whatever you want. But, you know, like, don't just feel like that's the only thing out there. Like, you can be in high fashion, you can be as an editor, you can be the one who does TV, you can be a prop stylist. Like, there's so many different ways. So just do your research and really figure out, like, what it is, what, what, what fits your lane and what you want to do. Don't think that that is just the celebrity thing. Like, that's not it. Shit. You know, so yeah. just don't you know, and don't be scared to reach out. Like don't don't be afraid to reach out to different people and just ask for an opportunity. You know, like be willing to learn and be be humble because that that's how you're gonna that's you have to learn from someone. Like you you, you don't know everything, you're, you're just starting. So and and just FYI, the fashion, the clothes is ten percent of what we do. You know, the rest of it is relationships and communication and contacts. And you won't have relationships. You won't be able to communicate with anyone. And and you won't get any type of network if you just don't humble yourself and just be willing to learn. So Mm. that's like my biggest gem. Like if you and I think that that that, that just goes for everything. If you want to break into something, some sort of industry, just be really willing to learn and like work your ass off and you'll get there like you know don't come in there like oh, i'm the dopest i'm the flyest like no you're not you don't even know a thing like shh, relax yeah <laughs> like yeah. you know what i'm saying so just like be willing to learn like it's not what you think it is and i say that with as plainly as possible like yeah will have a very really warped idea of what they think styling is on any level and it's not that trust me hmm. so that's just what i would say Talk to the people, Danielle. Let them know. Tell them where you, they can find you. Thank you on and you know where they can follow you, where they can follow your work. Plug yourself. Go ahead. Yeah, you can follow me personally at Danielle H underscore Styles on like IG and stuff. Um, my um, tunnel is everything is in my bio right there. You can follow Tunnel and see the work that we've done. But if not, it's just tunnelproduction.com. So check it out. Or it's tunnel-production, whatever. Tunnel-production.com. <laughs> if you go to my personal, you'll see it there. I think it's tunnel-production.com. And, you know, like like I said, like, I'm really, I feel like I'm easy to get in touch with, but I've been told otherwise. <laughs> but I, I, I think so for the most part. Um, so just reach out whether it's a question or you have you want an opportunity for something or you know, you just kind of want to talk, like, okay, no, don't call me just to talk. No, 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 time is money, time is money. No, 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 time is money, time is money. But if you do have a question or whatever, like, you know, and you're from the VI especially, yeah, just reach out, for real. Yeah, and I can speak, I can only speak for myself, I reached out, we didn't know each other uh, formally uh, before we interacted, and she got in contact. She got back in contact with me, and we made this happen. So yes, she's not she's not BSing you. Um, she will hit you up in a timely fashion, whatever that looks like for her, because she's that busy. Once again, she has all of these titles, but she has the most important title as well, which she's a mom and about to be a mom two times over. So just for the fact that she made this time in between shoots. Just did uh, the Chris Brown cover, his first cover in 15 years, I believe. Is it 15? Yes. 15 yes. years. <laughs> uh, shout out to Breezy. We both have the same last name. I call him my cousin twice removed. 
Uh, <laughs> um, but but and but on a serious note, Daniel, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for the gems that you dropped. Thank you for um, being transparent and telling your story and telling your your truth and um, presenting it to us on the Flying Intellectual Podcast. And we wish you all the best. And we're def we'll definitely uh, stay up. And, and, and make sure that everything that you have going on, we're going to present it on our platform to keep you um, on the waves of the young entrepreneurs coming up. So thank you so much. Thank you for having me. This is fun. For sure. Take care. Have a good one.